What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Verde here. In this episode, we're going to talk about how do we stop secretly struggling. Now, with this episode, we're specifically talking about that inner critic, the way we view ourselves, because for a lot of people, we have this struggle with self-doubt, self-criticism, and we have to realize that we're meant for greatness. We have to realize the stuff we've already accomplished so we can stop secretly struggling with our greatest critic, which for many of us is ourselves. Our guest who joins us in this episode, she has co-owned and operated seven-figure businesses. She's an international speaker, best-selling author, and a world-class business coach. She is the founder of Aligned Intelligence, a methodology that removes all blind spots fear, anxiety, and self-doubt. Our guest who joins us in this episode is none other than Mia Hewitt. Mia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. We're going to have a great time. Mia, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success and Criticism. It just never seems to go away. I mean, sometimes we get it from other people, but we give it to ourselves very often. So I'm wondering if we could start with the dialogue we have with our minds. How can we switch from being an inner critic to an yeah. inner supporter? Oh, I love that question so much. The first thing is we've got to understand where it comes from. And so that when we can see exactly where it comes from, this is all going to make a lot of sense. So I'll share how mine first, just so that can people hear it, right? So people can hear it. When I was about five, like about between four and five years old, I was playing in my room and I remember hearing my father calling me. And, you know, like he had that voice that like was like he meant business, like, you know, come here now. We need to go outside. And I remember... Mark, of all the people I was afraid of in my household, my father is the one who scared me the most because he had this personality where he could be this gregarious person in one moment and the next moment something could set him off and then somebody was going to get hurt. Like, and it was the kids, <laughs> but somebody was going to get hurt. So why I'm saying that I always felt like I had to walk around on eggshells. And so that day he invites me outside and he says, and I remember saying to him like, you know, why, why do you, why do I need to go outside with you? And he says, Oh, I want to spend time together. I want us to spend time there. I remember thinking, wow, like, I'm so special. Like, this is amazing because I wasn't his favorite. Um, there was an older sister who's like the boy he never had. You know, she was the adventurous one. I was like the girly girl, afraid of everything. And so he's like, um, we go outside and I remember him saying, which one of these is your favorite chicken? And I was like, oh, that's easy. Like, this, this one I call Henny Penny. She was amazing. Every time I went outside, she always played with me. I went and found her worms. Anyway, long story short, I was like, oh, that one. She's my favorite. And then he said with complete neutrality, then she's, you know, she's the one we're going to kill today. Now, my mind, Mark, went in all these different directions, right? I remember like becoming frozen. I remember hearing someone scream and realizing it's me. And I felt like I have done something horrible. Like this is all my fault. And I froze inside and my mind went blank. And in that moment, Mark, my life as I knew it changed forever. You see, that day, 
I decided that people don't really mean what they say. You can't really trust anyone, not even your own father. And the world, well, it's not really a safe place. So I vowed at four or five years old that I would never let that happen to me again. And I built these walls around myself and I didn't let anyone in for years or even decades. I just never knew back then, Mark, that the walls that I built to protect myself would become my greatest limitations for myself and my business. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people, they go through, and it varies from each individual, but we go through a lot of deep stuff yes. and you can't really change it. It's a part, like it's an experience in your life. It's not like you could delete it from memory, but it is important. Mia mentioned she built the walls around herself and usually people do that to protect, but it is right. a lot of harm you get in that process. And there's probably going to be a lot of doubt. There's going to be a lot of like, what am I really worth? And that invites something like the inner critic to enter the conversation and be a consistent presence in the mind. I'm wondering, yeah. how are you able to tear down those walls in your mind sure. so Absolutely. you're able to fully embrace? Absolutely. So that day when we have how this happens is when we have, so let me back up just a tad. So when we're born, we're born whole, perfect and complete. Like not one of us was born with a self-esteem issue. Not one. <laughs> like we just thought the whole world was for us, Mark. Like everything was for us and life was an adventure. And then something happens. I see the most amount of trauma that happens around two years old. Between two and three is the most um, common um, when, when they see it. But here's why I'm saying that. That day that, so we're going along in our life, you know, being whole, perfect and complete, totally trusting ourselves, others in the world. And then something happens, something happened and it blindsides us, shocks us, confuses us, causes us to doubt ourselves. And in that moment of that confusion, we internalize it to mean something is wrong with us because as children, we don't say, oh, look, mom's dad's just having a bad day. Or we don't look, we don't say, oh, that teacher's just having a bad day. We internalize it to mean something must be really wrong with me. So in that moment that we make that decision, we, this is going to be too strong of a word, but you can feel it. We pull back, decide we're all alone. We're different. We separate from the bigness that we really are, that wholeness that we really are. And in that separation, that's the day we created our ego. So the inner critic is actually coming from that day when we didn't know how to process what we were feeling, didn't think we were capable of being with everything that was happening in that experience. And so it is our self-protecting mechanism, if you will, that is our way to try to have that never happen again. Mm. And I mean, we have to tap back into like when you're born in like early yeah. age, like that's when you feel like you could really do anything. And we need yes. to tap into that more into our adult years as well, not just yeah. during the childhood. Yeah. And I think for 
so many of us, we cut ourselves short as what we can do in our abilities. But absolutely, the one of the main things me is emphasizing is we are meant for more. And I think it's important to tap into, like you have this idea of you want to be realistic, you want to be challenging yourself, you don't want to set something that's like so far out there. But how do we get that sense of childhood back to the point where it's like, oh, I believe I could do this and I can do this. Totally. Uh, I absolutely love that question. So here's how I did it. And this is what I found. I'm not an overnight success. It took me six years to uncover this, um, what I can help people um, accomplish in eight weeks. But here's what I found. So once we understand how we created it, the exact experience What we actually do and what I did was, so in that moment of separation, in that experience, we don't remember separating from ourselves, but we can when we feel it. Like it's not a logical thing because we don't have a conscious mind when we're that age. We only have a subconscious mind. So we only have that subconscious, that feeling mind um, until about the age of seven. And then our conscious mind begins to develop. Well, here becomes the problem mark. As our conscious mind develops, that thinking mind, the rational mind, what happens is we keep sabotaging between what we know logically what we should be doing, but emotionally, we just can't seem to feel like we can do it. So we have those two sides. Can you feel that? Yeah. Yeah. Every, I wish somebody would have explained this to me a long time ago. I'm, I'm 53, so it would have saved me a hell of a lot of time and trying to figure these two parts out. So what we actually do is how we come back home to ourselves, back to that childlike wonder. It's totally possible. Um, in fact, I no longer have a negative voice that runs in my head anymore because what happens is when we, what we're doing is we actually need to take the, let's say the three-year-old, four-year-old, whatever age you were when that happened, we actually get to process that emotion and come back into alignment into the woman or the man that we are in the today's of our lives. So we take the two parts and we actually come back to wholeness. Now that doesn't mean, I want to make sure this is clear, it doesn't mean that you will no longer have an ego. It just means you won't operate from it. So why I mean that is like how this works based on the universal universal law of polarity, right? Nothing in this universe exists in a half of something. Everything is existing in an equal and opposite whole. What do I mean? For there to be an up, there's a down. For there's an in, there's an out. So for a problem to exist, the equal and opposite solution must equally exist at the same moment in time, not a different moment. So why I'm saying that is your ego is going to exist at the same moment in time as your authentic self or what I call your aligned self. It's not that one has to go away for you to live your potential. You just have to know the difference in the contrast, right? Like we only know that we like chocolate if we know we don't like vanilla, right? Mm. So it's that contrast. It's like the, the night doesn't have to become day in order for us to experience daylight. Like we can have night. So you don't enlighten your ego is what I'm trying to say the most because a lot of times I get people and they think, 
oh, I just need to enlighten that sucker. No, <laughs> that's actually wrestling with it, right? Like you will not enlighten your ego, but you don't need to. Like I always like to say, you're not insecure, your ego is. And if you think of it more like this, like my pinky, if I, this is the way I look at the ego. Hmm. Um, you know, I know Ron, Ryan Holiday said the ego is the enemy, but it really isn't when you understand how we created it. And when you can visualize the ego, the size of your pinky. Okay. So it's a part of you. Your pinky is a part of you. But it's not the biggest part. It's just the size of a pinky. So you won't go around making your pinky wrong because it doesn't do, it's not like the bigger part of you. You would just be like, oh, well, that's just part of my hand. It's kind of like that. Can you feel, Mark, that if we were to understand this, be able to identify, understand the difference between our authentic self and our ego, understand it's a false self. So it's no bigger, like we can treat it like a pinky. Can you see how now we have access to real power of no longer operating from it because we're no longer under the illusion that there's something wrong with us in the first place. There's nothing we need to change. We just have to let go of operating from it. I mean, I really like that viewpoint because the good traits and bad traits they're all a part of us but we get to choose yes the size of the traits we get to choose if the ego the stuff we don't like it's like the size of the pinky or if it's the yes. whole and yes. being more conscious about that is going to help a lot when it comes to living life the way you want to live it i think there are so many people who they don't think about how they want to live their lives. They just go through yeah. motions, not thinking about goals, not thinking about relationships, but it is stuff you have to think about. And if you, again, you take the ego, you take all the stuff and you compare it to the size of a pinky finger, then you look at yourself as a whole, yeah. all of the, uh, the bad habits and the, the ego just seems so small. small. Yes. And this is the biggest misunderstanding that people don't understand. Like when you shrink it like that, and I, it really does feel that small. It's the reason why um, people self-sabotage and struggle with burnout and exhaustion and, and analysis by paralysis and, you know, staying stuck and all of the symptoms it's literally because they've been conditioned to believe that that ego side of them is bigger than who they really are. That's all that's happening. And for, I mean, we've talked about the ego, we've talked about yeah. the authentic self. How do we figure out what our true authentic self is? Like the, you know, yeah. we're meant for more, we're bigger and we like, how do we figure out that part of ourselves? Because if you don't have a clear definition of that, then it's very easy to cling sure. on to the ego. You're exactly right. And that, that is exactly the reason why I actually wrote about exactly how to do it in my book. So like it literally breaks it all down for you so that you can literally ask yourself the questions and it will literally help you see it in like side by side. Okay. So like, we'll do it now, but I just want you to know, like when you see it side by side, when you do the ego first, 
and like go back and I, you know, I can even show you exactly how to find your original trauma. I can do it in my sleep, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've done these like hundreds and hundreds of them. Um, but it takes a few seconds. We find the original trauma and when you complete and write down everything about that, and then you do your aligned self right next to it, you will see they are like night and day, of course, because they're going to be polar opposites, right? They're going to be complete polar opposites. But when you can write them down right next to each other, and I'm really mean give them form because the, the funny thing about the ego and the reason why, um, you know, because I've gotten people that, you know, that were like, Mia, you're going to tell me you figured this out and these brightest minds of the world have not figured this out. Like, why, does, why doesn't people know about this? And I'm like, that's what I want to know. I spent over a half a million dollars trying to find this answer. <laughs> like, believe me, I, you know, why would a blonde girl who just suffered with this all her life figure it out? I have no idea. I just became obsessed. It took me six years, you know, but it, this is what I wish somebody, all these things are what I wish somebody would have helped me see because the the reason why the false self stays in my opinion and in my direct experience of working with so many hundreds of people why it stays so evasive it's because you can't see it right it has no form but when you give it a form like i'm going to show you how to do in this and inside of the book and everything I, i teach people how to do that when you give it a form it makes total sense because you can see it Like, it's not like we're making this up. Like you get to see the decisions you made that came from your original trauma that then created your attitude, which then in turn created your, um, beliefs about like, you know, like inside of the decisions that you created about yourself, others, and the world. And then on top of that, you get to see as well, um, like the behaviors that you do inside of the habits that you do because of this way of being. So you get to see the entire way of being in, in a form. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, Mm. just the idea of understanding what forms make us and what we want to become is going to help us on that journey of removing the inner critic from our lives. It's, not something that happens overnight, but it is something we can build up to. Mia's book, which will be in the show notes, will definitely be a good compass for your journey. Do you have any other resources you want to share with us so we can follow your work and journey? Um, you can actually, they can download the, download the book for free from your website. I can just give them the link. It is, um, you know, you have to put in a password, so I'll give you the password too, but it's called Mia, Mia's Meant for More book.com. So Mia meant for more book.com and the password is free book, all one word, capital F, all one word, free book. So Mia meant for more book.com and they can just download it for free. Um, but it is incredible. Like it'll show you exactly how to find the day that you created your ego. It's going to ask you for the core decisions that you made about yourself, others in the world. It's going to show you how, what attitude you took on to survive your life. Like some people took on the rebel, right? Some people took on the chameleon. Some people took on like, um, you know, uh, for me, it was the, the pleaser, right? The good girl. Um, some people, you know, it's going to play like all the different parts, like the role you played to survive your behaviors that it took on, the feelings that became predominant, 
um, the daily actions, the habits, and then it creates an unwinnable game. So here's the, that part in the ego. Because when this happens, we vowed never to let it happen again. So then it, why people are so afraid of public speaking or showing up on video or, you know, anything of being seen is because in the ego, in order to make that decision of, I'm never going to let this happen to me again, that vow that we took within ourselves, the ego is like the, the conscious mind. We say, I want to be seen. I want to show up. I want to play big. But subconsciously, the ego is like, but don't really see me. Because if you see me, you're going to see how, how much is really wrong with me. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. it's going to be a journey for each person. But again, Mia's yes. book is a great compass. We will have links in the show notes. Make sure you type in the password free book, capital yeah. F, uh, so you can grab your copy. Mia, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me.